microphone check 212 ladies and gentlemen welcome back to it's the bearded man podcast with your favorite and the world's favorite bearded man bob bay back in the building for episode 17 we're cooking up monday 6 26 p.m it's august 10th coming off a great weekend and i'm fired up to be recording this podcast right now so thank you for tuning in it is actually thursday when you're hearing this so we're recording this a couple days out and uh hope you are having a great week or wherever you're at um but yeah let's let's get into it um so earlier this week which would have been today uh we had episode 16 with my man steve mopsikoff drop so we were getting some more guests on the pod we're we're starting with the first two content crib members so uh dylan reese and then steve steve is a uh, founder of a company called Five Star Vintage that resells vintage clothing, and he's also a flight attendant for Southwest Air. And we dive into some really awesome topic. I mean, we went all over the place. Uh, you're quickly gonna see this podcast with the guests. You're starting to figure it out now. We've only had two, so obviously we we have a lot more to go to give people a real taste of where we're going. But I kind of, I'm not comparing myself. I'm not trying to become this man, but I would say it's definitely more in the format of a Joe Rogan where it kind of anything goes and uh, I go in with topics and I, you know, have things that I want to talk about. But at the same time, I have no idea where we're going to go. So uh, it's kind of fun. It's been interesting. Only two pods in for guests, um, but definitely some more in the works and starting to plot that out so that at least we could stay consistent and get, you know, one solo pod a week and then one guest pod a week, which should be great. Uh, today, or this is so weird recording ahead of time. Um, but on Monday, I should be saying it in the past tense, uh, we had the third newsletter go out. If you're not signed up, head to itsthebeardedman.com. Bearded wisdom right to your inbox every week. And I'm enjoying it. These are things I'm sharing that you won't see anywhere else in public. So it's like a little, it's our like little secret. You know what I'm saying? It's a little blog post type newsletter that you're getting from me directly. Um, and it's, it's about things that are happening in my life and you won't know or see about it unless you're signed up. So if I was you pull out your phone, it's the sign up. It's free. Put your name, put your last name and you'll get a new newsletter every single Monday directly to your inbox. And while you have your phone out, which you're probably already looking at the podcast app. And if it's iTunes, Let's just leave a quick review, one sentence. That's all I'm going to ask. Okay, one little sentence, even one word. One word to describe how you guys and gals are enjoying this podcast. We're at 36. Pretty sure I was at 37 this morning, so somehow lost a review. Not sure what happened there, but we fumbled a review, and now we're down to 36. Let's crank it up to 50. We need to get there. Today, day 22, zero booze. That's right. 22 days straight of no alcohol. Feel great. Feel fantastic to keep rocking and rolling with this i kind of talked about in the last podcast but your boy's still hanging in there and i feel great and uh yeah i don't know i that's it's just it's been such a good reset and i have so much more energy through the weekends and overall my health feels great and yeah 22 days straight let's keep it let's keep it rocking and rolling uh at a very high level liquid iv and my situation there is going great we're not going to dive into too much there but uh what a fantastic role it is right now, obviously dealing with podcasting and ad spend. Really cool. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a, one of our podcast episodes roll out with Joe Rogan, and it happened to be the guest was Post Malone, which I thought was really epic. Um, being a fan of Post Malone and, of course, Joe Rogan, 
it's interesting because behind the scenes we don't know when we're buying these ad spots who the guests will be if you know for an example like joe rogan you're essentially buying an ad slot for the week you're not guaranteed what day you're not guaranteed a guest you're just guaranteed a podcast read that week um, and somebody like Joe, who's pumping out so much content, you really never know who it's going to be. Uh, it was pretty dope to see Joe, Joe have a guest of Post Malone, and then we were the sponsor of it. So been very interesting to learn the business side behind uh, podcasting, and maybe that'll be a topic that I can dive into one day down the line. Um, but yeah, everything's going really well. We had a new pod start, a new partnership today, start up with my man Zach Kravitz of Ramblin' Radio. So very excited for that partnership. Um, but yeah, at a high level, everything's going great with liquid IV. It's, it's crazy. I go from like, you know, today on a Monday work from technically nine to six, get stop around six, make dinner real quick, eat. And then now it's 6 30 PM and we're already podcasting mode. So I will say the benefit of COVID right now or being stuck in quarantine is allowing me to really be able to switch gears really quickly. Um, because if I was still working in office and I'd have to you know, drive back and then there's maybe traffic. I mean, there's so many more variables and things that can screw up the time. Uh, whereas right now it's like, I just switch gears and it feels great to be able to get into this rhythm pretty quickly. Um, but if anyone out there is ever curious to try liquid IV products, I don't get any benefit from this. I, I just solely do believe in the brand and the product. And I, I mean, I drink it every single day. Um, you can use my discount code, the bearded man, all one word at checkout, get you 25% off. I would highly recommend lemon lime, the hydration flavor. And I would highly recommend lemon ginger, the energy flavor, both incredible products, the bearded man for 25% off. Just trying to hook the bearded man community up. Okay. Not getting any, you know, back in, not making money off this, not getting a percent. This is strictly for the community of the bearded man. That's you listening. That's you. Okay, 25% off the beard, man. Um, last episode, I talked about how I took my first surf lesson and a lot has escalated since then. Uh, I went from trying surfing on my first lesson to then fast forwarding six days later and I bought a board. Bought a board, I bought a leash and I bought a freaking wetsuit. That's right. I'm now an official surfer because I own it and I also have a really cool car rack. So like, I think I'm such a badass driving around with my surfboard on top. And I get out and I take it down. And I put on my wetsuit. I'm walking to the beach. And I feel like I'm like the dopest. But I'm terrible. And I have so much to learn. But uh, yeah, I kind of forced myself to buy a board over this past week. And I thought about it all last week. And it was just kind of one of those things where it's like if I'm going to commit, I want to commit. And that was kind of the mentality I had when I was getting into podcasting. And I really felt passionate about the idea, but I was still like nervous about doing it. And so what I did was I just bought really expensive equipment. And I knew that if I buy expensive equipment and I quit early on, I'm going to be really mad if I have this really nice equipment sitting in the corner of my room or in my closet. And then it just collects dust and I never make use of it. So with that same mindset, because it got me to start recording and it really helped me get some momentum going in myself. Um, I did the same thing with a surfboard. I was like, if I buy this, I'm going to commit to it. And I'm all, I can already feel the passion for the sport. So I said, screw it. Called about 20 shops in LA. Of course, this is literally the worst time to get into surfing in Southern California. You have summer peak season, you have, um, COVID, which is getting people to actually get into new hobbies, which is great surfing happens to be one of them. And then of course, just importing is just not the same as it normally is because essentials and 
surfboards are not essential. So it took a minute to find one, but uh, I got it and it feels freaking great. It's actually right behind me and I'm looking at it. It's just beautiful and I think I'm cool because I got a surfboard now. Um, but without going to further details, because I, I want the, the whole uh, newsletter to be this like exclusive thing where if you're signed up, you get to learn about it. That, that was kind of what I talked about on this past, this week's newsletter of just like be resourceful with anything. Um, you know, if I didn't have the money to buy the board, I would have found a way, whether it would have been borrowing a friend's board on the weekends, whether it's renting a board every time I went, whether it's buying a used board, you know, I'm very fortunate. I recognize to financially be at a place where I could invest in new equipment, uh, new tools, however you want to look at it. And, um, it just reminds me so much of like, there's money should never be the excuse of whether you do something or not. It, it, if there's interest or there's a passion, you should just do it and make use of what you have, whether it's little to no money or whether you don't have whatever the tool may be. Um, I just think there's, there's so much power in being resourceful and making use of whatever you do have access to. So, uh, without going to the depths, which I talked about in this news, this week's newsletter, like whatever you're trying to do or whatever that idea is, be resourceful, find ways to make use of what you've got because I mean, there's plenty of examples in this world of people who are successful and, uh, you know, who are able to make something out of nothing. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of something that I really stand by. So yesterday we spent all day at the beach. We got wrecked. I'm currently sunburnt. Um, my lips are torched right now. Um, I look like Mr. Krabs from SpongeBob. I feel it all over my body. Of course, I have yet to learn the lesson of applying suntan lotion, and I'm feeling it really, really badly right now. But it's okay because I give it a couple days. We're going to be looking nice and crispy and tan. I'm going to feel real, real good. Um, but yeah, yesterday was great. It was spent the day at Venice Beach. Um, got to run into a lot of people that I had met through Purpose in the Youth podcast, Matt Como, Reese Hopper, Jeremiah Davis. Zach Kravitz and just a whole group of other people. Um, but it was just, it's so necessary to just shut it down for a day. Don't do any work, enjoy yourself, whatever, you know, for me, it's going to the beach, sitting in the sun all day, getting burnt clearly. Um, and we're trying to get better at surfing. We definitely got thrown around. Let me tell you, we got tossed around. I, I'm not like a very, um, I don't know what the word is, aerodynamic type of, I don't, I don't even know what the word would be, but I did some somersaults in the water and I was not happy about it because I just, I'm not used to getting tossed around, but uh, we put our best foot forward and we, we tried our best. Um, and I loved every second of it, but we still got a lot, a lot of room to grow. Let me tell you, that lesson for surfing, when they have these instructors out there with you, you don't realize how much value is that little extra push that they give you on the back of your board that really gets you going into the wave. Not the same thing without them. It's a lot of work, and I learned that very quickly yesterday. And uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to step it up. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. Gonna be working on that, and uh, hopefully I'll have some updates on the surf live while I'm hanging ten out here in Southern California. You know what I mean? Um, but that's kind of housekeeping. That's kind of just some things I wanted to touch base on and what's been happening. But today we are celebrating something really really dope. Um, and it's interesting recording this because by the time this drops, I will be at the goal as I'm recording this right now. It's technically day 96, but we're celebrating a hundred days of sweat. Ladies and gentlemen, hundred days of constant, consistent sweat. So what is this? How, what is, how, what is this hundred days of sweat? It's a challenge that, um, 
if you're familiar with a group on YouTube called Yes Theory, if you're not, you should look them up. Big fan of their energy, big fan of their content, big fan of what they are pushing people to do around the world. Um, they have a clothing line called Seek Discomfort, which is essentially their message is to push people to seek their discomfort. Love it. The branding's great. The design's great. I'm friends with uh, some of the members that on the management side and to help with the production of clothing. And I know personally some of the actual Yes Theory members. Uh, and just seeing these guys grow for the last couple of years from afar, it's just, it's incredible what they've been able to build. But they started this thing through their their clothing brand, Seek Discomfort. I, I want to say it must have been at least a year and a half ago where they, they started this challenge where they challenged people to go 100 days straight of sweat. And that's up to you. It's not you have to work out for 60 minutes a day. It's not you have to lift weights. It's not you have to run. It's just finding ways to get a sweat in every single day for 100 days. Now, honestly, I had seen the, there's been multiple times where they fire up the 100 days of challenge, they go for the 100, it kind of goes on rest for a couple months, and then something sparks the guys or the team to want to bring it back, and then it comes back to life. So I've seen this in the past, and I love the idea of it, but you know, you just, you think like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm too good for that. I don't need to do, I don't need to sign up for this challenge, like blah, 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 blah. Well, it was back in April, right when COVID kind of was hitting, well, it was hitting and, and quarantine was, you know, happening, um, which I think inspired them to want to start it again. They then launched the next round of 100 Days of Sweat. Now, for some reason, being actually the reason being COVID and quarantine, uh, when I saw that they were starting up the challenge again, I said to myself, I need to do this. I don't know how long this quarantine is going to be. I'm a big believer in physical fitness. I can no longer go to my gym anymore, so I'm going to have to think outside the box on how to work out and how to get that physical sweat in every day. But I need to do this. I need to stay busy, and this will give me something to work on. So I started it. Uh, I started it on April 15th. And I just got after it. I started, that's actually right when I started getting back into running, funny enough. You know, now I'm running five days a week, usually four miles a day, and I feel fantastic. But back then, I was just working out in, in our house, doing push ups, sit ups, like any body weight exercises that would just get the blood flowing and help me get some sweat. Um, and then I started incorporating nightly runs where in the morning I would work out and then at night I would run to split up my day so that I wasn't just crammed in the house for the entire day. Um, and so I started running, started running one mile, one and a half, then two, then three, then three and a half. I built my way up over like a three month, probably two to three month period, uh, to the point where now I'm at four miles and that's kind of the peak of what I'll do in a day because it's, it's time and, uh, I feel get a great enough sweat from just doing four sometimes on the weekends i'll push it and try to do five or six but i think four is a great consistent number to stick with um and so i got into it april 15th i said i'm gonna do it i posted the photo on my instagram I, that's why i was able to get the date because i scrolled back and i remember i said hey i'm doing this 100 days of sweat if anybody wants to team up with me like let's do it and i started getting after it and i loved that they had these filters on instagram that had if you typed in seek discomfort, it had a uh, hundred days of sweat uh, image. And then they also had another one where it was just a day and then it was blank and then you could fill in the number. And so I said, screw it. I'm going to start documenting this entire thing. And so probably 90 of the hundred days are documented. The only times I really didn't document um, was for whatever reason, I just didn't document it, whether I just didn't want to. I don't know that I, there were some days I definitely missed. 
but 90% for sure I had posted to the story and I was showing people the process of it. I knew it was and especially in the in heading into the challenge it's like so daunting when you're looking at okay, here's day 1 of 100, here's day 2, day 3. I'm like, man, I got a long way to go. I remember when I started in April, I'm like thinking it out. I'm like 100 days out, this is going to put me in like July or August. I I didn't count out the days, but I was like this is going to put me in July or August. Um and I was like, man, this is going to be a long challenge, but I just got to do it. And what I loved about heading and what I loved about the challenge heading into it was, yes, it was 100 days. And I don't know on, from a strategy standpoint if this is why the Yes Theory, Seat Discomfort team, uh, why they did this. But what I loved about it was if it's 100 days, you're just breaking down that goal by 1%. So I was essentially looking at it as like, in order to get to that 100%, I need to do 1% per day. That's that's like what I'm working towards, 1% per day. And I said, man, that's not that bad. Like you can manage that. You can definitely do that. Um, and so that that like inspired me. I was like, I can do 1% per day. Like just, you know, just focus on that one step every day and I'll get to 100. Um, and then the second thing, like I had said, it not only was it that I like about, not only did I like that it was uh, breaking it down 1% per day or one per day, but I love that this was going to foc- foc- help me focus on getting into an active lifestyle even while in quarantine, which I knew was going to be challenging at first. And so I started finding YouTube tutorial videos. I started just doing anything and everything. I was literally using a water bottle as like a weight. Like I was just making use of anything in the house that I had. And I was using a towel as a mat. I still use a towel as like a yoga mat. It's pretty sad. I probably should have ordered one by now, but Hey, if it works, like don't, you know, don't screw it up. Um, and so I got after it, I started it and I said, I'm doing this. I'm committed. I'm going to go for it. So how I stayed consistent and it's something I had, I had promised, not promised myself, but I allowed myself going into the challenge. I knew that there's going to be speed bumps and there's going to be, there might be situations where I miss a day and I didn't want that to be like, oh, I missed it. That's it. That's the end of the challenge. There was, there was this idea or concept that I came across from Matt Diavella. He's a YouTuber, filmmaker, content creator, just, excuse me. This is the problem with eating and then going into these things. You got a little, little back, it's coming back up. Um, that's gross. Um, Matt Diavella, so he made a video probably within a year ago and it's called, he, he talked about this two day rule, which I, I don't, I, and I don't even think when he made the video, he was like, yeah, this is my concept. I think he, he even credited somebody else, but I had heard it from Matt Diavella. This idea of two day, the two day rule, where for him it was fo- it was fitness focused, where he doesn't allow himself to miss two days in a row. So if he goes on a Wednesday to the gym, he can miss Thursday. But if he misses Thursday, he can miss Friday, and so on and so on. And I've, I've even seen people talk about this concept for just creatives and success people that can apply the two day rule to anything they're trying to work on or get better at their their chances of succeeding are much higher because eventually the momentum picks up and at least if you miss every other day you're still continuously making progress throughout the week so i told myself i'll give myself the two day rule if there's ever a time when i have to miss a day i'm not going to give up i'm not going to like toss in the towel i'm going to allow myself to have that two day rule and i applied that and so there were two hurdles that i really faced during this 100 days of sweat if I'm being 100% honest, there was a time in May when I actually missed 
probably five or six days of physical activity. Um, I was on antibiotics for uh, for something that I had gotten on my leg. I didn't. We couldn't. I, I couldn't tell if it was like a spider bite or if a bug had bitten me, and so. I got prescribed an antibiotic just in case because it wasn't really getting better. It was kind of a little swollen, a little red. So I'd gotten prescribed medication as a precaution to make sure it wasn't anything bad. Well, started taking this medication, started applying a lotion that they prescribed me. And all of a sudden I had a fever. I started getting lightheaded. I started not having an appetite. I started getting dizziness. Like all these symptoms started coming. And immediately I'm thinking, is this COVID? Um, and so to make a long story short, I go, I go to a, um, I go to a, what do they call these? Emergency clinics, uh, health, you know, one of those stop, stop and stop or whatever. I think it was an emergency clinic. I go in there, they test me for COVID. They test me for all these things. He's like, yeah, we'll get back to you. It takes 24 hours for the COVID. I'm like, great. Now what am I going to do? Freaking go home and just sit there and be miserable. Um, and so I, that was a Friday night and then Saturday wasn't feeling any better. Sunday was worse. Temperature was like at 108 or something crazy. And so I, I then went to the ER. Um, I did one of those teledocs and they were like, yeah, we, we suggest based on your symptoms and it's not getting better. You should go to an ER and get this thing checked out. So I went to the, this, now this is the first time I've ever been to an ER, um, I'm obviously like kind of nervous cause I don't know if this, now the COVID test came back negative, but I'm wondering, is this something worse? Something in me tells me that it's the medication that I'm on because I've had this happen before, like an overreaction when I was younger. Uh, and so I go to the ER on a Sunday and they give me the works, the blood tests, they run all these scans. They do like a chest X-ray. I mean, they had just rounds of people coming in and out they had me in the actual covid unit because they didn't know if i had covid or not so i'm like trying to remain positive trying to remain optimistic like like you're good you're gonna be fine but literally being in the covid unit and these these nurses are coming in like just like every like like you see in on social media like they're just they're covered from top to bottom like there's nothing that i they're they're just completely secured from if i do have covid they're not gonna get it um and so yeah, so I go through all these tests, come to find out it's not COVID. They give me another round of testing, which was not fun. They, there's two ways to do it. They stick this thing through your nose, which is extremely uncomfortable, or they do it like a swab in the back of your throat, which isn't as bad. Um, but come to find out, didn't have COVID. And so the doctor kind of leaned. I had presented the idea. I was like, I think this is an overreaction to the medication, blah, blah, blah. And he said, we think so too. So stop taking the medication. We'll see how you feel. So then- you know, two days later after not taking the meds, I finally started feeling better. Ultimately, I pretty much missed five or six days of fitness because there was no chance I was getting up. It was, I, I've, I, there's, I don't think there's been many times in my life where I felt that like bedridden where I just was, I was literally just stuck in bed. Like I'm, you know, you could probably tell these through these podcasts or if you follow me on social media, like I'm a high energy guy. Like I like moving. I like doing things. I like talking. Like I just didn't want to do anything and I felt horrible. So I missed five or six days of fitness. Now, I think in terms of how seek discomfort and how the 100 days of challenge kind of works, it's, you know, you're supposed to do it for 100 days consistently. I could have easily told myself like, that's it. You know, you missed five or six days, like you're out to toss in the towel, give up, like try again another time. 
But I looked at it as like, that was something that I could not necessarily control. And who's to say you can't just pick up where you left off? There was a, there's a guy that I follow on social media. Um, you've maybe you've seen some of his content. His name's David Goggins. He's an ex military. He's an ex Marine, ex seal. Like he's, He's, he's in like three, he's been in through three rounds of like the highest intense training in the army. Um, and there was a race he did probably six to eight months ago where he, it was like an ultra marathon or something insane. And he, something happened to him like through the race where they, he had to like get medically taken out. And after he recovered, now mind you, this is days after the race, maybe a couple weeks. I don't know what the timetable was. He literally had somebody drop him off at the place that he got picked up by the the medics and by the ambulance, and he finished the race. This is after everybody's gone home. The race is done. Like People are back to living their lives, but he still inside him wanted to finish where he left off. And that kind of, in that moment when I went through this little five-day hump, physical, just couldn't do anything. I remind, I remembered that moment of, of David and him telling that story. And I said, there's nobody in this world that says you can't pick up where you left off, pick it up and just get back to it. And that's what I did. There was a five, six day gap, got right back to it. And I said, you're not going to, you're not going to let this little hurdle stop you from completing the race. Even if I'm not on the hundred day challenge marker, like everyone else is following, even if I'm a couple days behind, I'm still going to finish what I started. So I kept going. The only other time I ran through a hurdle was when I went back to the East Coast to visit some family back in July. Um, Mind you, that whole ER medication incident, I think, was in May. So I got back to it, got into a good rhythm. And then about six to eight weeks later, I went back to the East Coast. I was seeing some family. um, And I knew going back that there was going to be a lot of uh, partying and having a good time and spending time with family and friends. And I didn't want... I recognize how precious that time is with seeing people, especially if I'm only back once, twice a year. And so I rationalized if I miss, you know, I'm going to miss working out every single day, but I will not allow myself to miss two days in a row. I won't, I won't do it. I won't give up on the two day rule. And so I went back and it was a little bit of a hurdle, um, just kind of navigating like what schedules were like and what we were supposed to be doing and traveling and whatever. Um, but I, I made it work. Um, you know, I did every other day for most of the week. And then there were some days I was able to crush two or three days in a row, but, uh, that was really the only other hurdle. The main hurdle was, was the experience of being sick and dealing with the medication and just feeling like terrible. It it was not, that was, man, especially in moments like that, you just, you just really start to like, you kind of beat yourself up on like, you take all this for granted all the time, like Bobby, you, and I'm speaking to myself as I say this, but I remember like laying in my bed and then I'd go to stand up to use the bathroom and instantly get dizzy. Like thankfully my roommate, Steve went out and got me groceries one time because I needed it. Um, but like, I just remember at the peak of it when I felt like shit, like, man, you take all this for granted, like being able to just get up and walk to the bathroom, like being able to go for a run, uh, Every physical thing that I, you just, we just normally do so easily. Uh, it was a moment of like, damn, you really, you gotta like, be just be aware, like just wake yourself up every once in a while and remind yourself of how lucky you are to be able to do that. And I try to do that even today, like not just today, but in my days of like 
look at you were able to get up and walk or like you have food on the table you have a roof over your head like that all that gratitude stuff i know it's so people can kind of say it's too personal development ish or I, I don't know for me personally it helped i'm not i'm not there i'm not every single day like sitting on my laptop like i'm grateful to be typing i'm grateful to be alive i'm grateful like i'm not reciting it in my head all day long but i i try to throughout the day take th- maybe three or four moments where I'd stop for a second. I think for probably 20 to 30 seconds, get aware of like what's where I am in my life and be like, okay, like you should be grateful for all these things and then get back to the grind. Um, yeah. So technically it, it, right now it is August 10th, which means that on the, th- on Thursday, the completion would be August 13th. As you're hearing this, it's now August 13th. The bearded man has completed 100 days of sweat. Let's give him a round of applause. If you're listening, wherever you are in the world, start clapping your hands. People around you are going to think you're cooked. Why is this person clapping their hands in public? Why are they clapping their house? Why they're clapping on a zoom call? Just clap it up for me one time. Um, we did it. We got through it. Uh, yeah, it, it it's, it's, a hundred days of consistently doing something will really show you the progress you can make, obviously, um, but also the discipline that it takes. A couple of the biggest takeaways for me. So it was a bit overwhelming looking at it from the big picture when I started. Like I was saying, when I first started at day one, I'm like, man, I got a hundred days of doing this. And I remember I even remember posting like the first couple of days of stories like, People are seeing this and going probably like, damn, this dude's got a long road ahead of him, 100 days. He's got to do this shit for 100 days straight. Um, I, I, I remember getting a little worked up on think, not worked up, but just like, damn, yeah, this, is good. this is a big picture. There's a lot. This is, this is a big thing I got to do. But not only was it overwhelming to look at it from the big, big picture, but what I was eight, when I was able to actually break it down and go, okay, the goal is a hunter. That's the big picture. But in the small picture, and this was somebody, somebody had recently asked me this in an Instagram DM, like, how do you, how do you shift gears and, and know where you're going, but then like focus on what you can do today or the task, you know, the small steps. And I told this person, I said, you just got to focus on the one to three things you can do today. Like understand the direction where you want to go, understand where you're trying to like, who you're trying to become, what you're trying to cross off on that bucket list. But Focus on the one to three things that you can do today. And that's what I looked at it as. I knew that I can only do one thing a day to help me get to this goal, and that was workout. And as long as I do that, I'm eventually going to get to the goal. So being able to break down that 100-day goal into just minor goals was fantastic. And to piggyback off of that, it was that whole, it, the, the idea of getting 1% better every day also really attracted me to it was just like yes this is one percent per day to get to the goal but what if we what if i and what if i also looked at that in my own personal life what if i'm getting one percent better with podcasting what if i'm getting one percent better with my personal life what if i'm getting one percent better on every other area of my life that i'm trying to put time and energy and work on if i just focus on one percent per day how much progress could i make in a week in two weeks, in a month, in a, in, in a year. I mean, 1% per day doesn't seem like a lot, but it stacks up over time. So that was another big takeaway was like changing the lens. And yes, it's so overwhelming going for these big picture items, but what if I just looked at it as 1% per day? Um, and the last big takeaway for me was 
keep for me it's it, to keep finding these challenges um, because it, it's actually it makes it fun and it makes it a competition of you versus you. If we're talking fitness, it's very easy to say like I want to lose a hundred pounds, okay? But if you don't put a date to it or you don't think about the action items of what you can do day to day, it's very unlikely you're ever going to get there because there is no plan. Liquid IV, big on plans. Let me tell you that right now. That's why this company is so successful. It's one of the biggest things that I've learned since working for this company. There is no execution without a plan. Top From the top down, they don't care. And I mean this respectfully in the most right way. They don't want you executing unless there's a plan behind it. Because executing without a plan, you don't know where you're going. You're just constantly executing and executing. You don't know necessarily like what you're working towards other than maybe to lose that 100 pounds, right? But if you break it down and you think and you reverse engineer, if I want to lose 100 pounds in X amount of days, that means I got to lose X amount per day. What do I need to do to make that happen? And then now you're focusing on that, you know, one step per day, 1% per day. But ultimately... I've found that I, I enjoy these challenges. And that's interesting enough that I'm segueing off 100 days of challenge, 100 days of sweat. And by the time this drops, I'll be at 22, 23, 24, 25 days of no booze. Now, you guys are probably laughing because I had to count that out. As you know, I'm not great with numbers. But I'll be now segueing to 25 days of no booze. I don't know if I'm going the 100 and I'm kind of actually shooting myself in the foot because I'm just sitting here preaching about having a plan and I don't even know what the plan is for the 100 days or the the no booze. Um, so that's a, the special occasion. That's its own separate thing. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I, I, I've found that I really enjoyed the challenges and I think I need to keep doing this, whether it's setting 100-day challenges or whether it's 30-day challenges Um and then allowing myself to go, okay, I actually liked this 100-day challenge. What if I wanted to do 200? What if I wanted to do 300? Break it down and don't always, I think it's so important. Like we understand these big goals of what we're working towards, but break it down into the smallest portion possible because eventually time's going to get, eventually time's going to catch up. Like I've talked about this. I don't even know. I've definitely talked about it on this podcast, but like even when I think back on a very minor scale, when I think back to like high school days, right? You get, I'd get in there at 7.41 p.m. Or she's 7.41 p.m. 7.41 a.m. And there were days where you're just like, I cannot wait for 2.08 p.m. to come. Can't wait. Some days it went by faster. Some days it went by slower. Some days I'm sitting there looking at the clock. But eventually 2.08 p.m. came. It always did. Some days went by faster. Some days went by slower. But 2.08 always came. Same thing with these goals, same thing with like shooting big. Eventually that day is going to come. It's going to come. Are you willing to stay consistent long enough to get to that 2.08 p.m.? Are you willing to stick to the discipline of what it's going to take to get to 2.08 p.m.? Much harder to do when it's these big scale goals that could take six months, could take a year, could take multiple years, could take a decade, but not allowing ourselves to get overworked up or anxious about these big ass goals 10 years from now what can we do from now from now from now from now now today what's going to help us get to 5 p.m today like today you know what i'm saying like trying to just break it down break it down um but a lot of good takeaways i feel great i feel 
fantastic. I love that. I finished the last leg of the 100 Days of Sweat with no alcohol. That has been a tremendous help in my life. And funny enough, I've been meeting people um, or running into people that are actually like on that same wavelength of like stepping away from alcohol. Uh, A past podcast guest, Matt Como, an incredibly talented filmmaker. Uh, I ran into him yesterday at Venice Beach and he, since like March, has only drank maybe five occasions. And there's other people that I see on social media that have kind of completely kicked booze. Not against it, but definitely recognize how much value I get more out of my life in production, like being productive um, when I'm not touching it at all. So we'll see where that chapter is going. But I want to give a special thanks to Yes Theory, Seek Discomfort from everybody from the, the, like the talent to the management to uh, the creatives, the videographers, to the people behind the scenes. I don't want to name anybody specific because I don't want to, na- I don't want to forget any specific person's name that I should be calling out, which I don't think they're going to hear this, but uh, just trying to be proper and trying to be professional about it. Like I really do appreciate what these guys put out into the world uh, and their, their energy and their passion. And I appreciate these the, putting on a challenge like this because in a small scale, it really positively ha- impacted my life during this whole quarantine. It gave me something to work on day by day, but I know at a large, large scale, they're impacting not not just thousands, not just hundreds of thousands of people, but probably close to a couple million at this point, uh, which is really cool. So I feel very fortunate to live right down the road from these guys and see parts of their team from time to time. Um, you know, pre-COVID gets us, you know, run into them here and there, but uh, it's just a fantastic of what they do. So I, I definitely appreciate everything that they're putting out and uh, I very much have enjoyed Yes Theories seek disc- and Seek Discomfort Challenge of 100 Days of Sweat. So, Bearded Man, we did it. 100 Days of Sweat. Let's freaking go. I'm challenging any of you listening right now, if you want to change it up a little bit, I'm challenging you right now. 100 Days of Consistent Sweat. Shoot me a DM if you're going to do it. I will hold you accountable. Hold yourself accountable. You will not regret it. Go 100 days. Allow yourself the two-day rule. And if there are certain occasions that something happens in your life and you can't control it, pick up right where you left off. If you have to go idle for a couple days, a week, it's fine. It's fine. You can do it. Just pick up where you left off. I think that's a great model. or Not a great model, but it's a great way to look at anything you're doing in your life. Uh, We're going to do one quick cue from the Bearded Man community, and then we're going to boogie on out of here. This cue is coming from a special person that has helped me a ton with content behind the scenes. He goes by the name of Joey Pasatari. I highly recommend checking out his content on social media, but this this man has helped me a ton. He's young. I want to say he's probably only 20, uh, maybe 21. I forget. I'm sorry, Joey. Uh, but he's an incredible creative. And uh, he, I, I asked on my Instagram story tonight, I said, is there any, co- is there any topics or questions I should cover tonight? Uh, and he said, value of putting yourself out there. Let me just say this. The amount of value I've gotten in my life from throwing myself out there by being vulnerable, by sharing my story, by talking about the cool things that are happening in my life, by talking about the shitty things that that have happened, the low moments, the high moments, I would not be where I am today. And I'm not saying that to be cliche, but by me being vulnerable, it got me my job with Liquid IV. By me being vulnerable, it helped me build 
the community of people that listen, engage with my content and support what I do. By being vulnerable, I was able to build something from nothing into something. By being vulnerable, I've met so many incredible people. Um, but the value of putting yourself out there is priceless. I've talked about this in other podcast in, in recent podcasts where I say, you know, tell the world what you're looking for. Throwing yourself out there, telling the world exactly what you're trying to do, showing people what you're trying to do. People will give you what you're looking for, or they will reach out and ask to help. Vice versa, or not even vice versa, excuse me. Not only that, but somehow, weirdly, the world is also listening to what you're asking for. And so if you keep it bottled up and you keep it inside, nobody knows what you're working towards. Yes, it can be nerve-wracking. Yes, it's scary to tell people how you feel, especially posting on social media. Disregard the likes, disregard the comments, disregard the views. Just put yourself out there. There was a great, great lesson that I had learned through podcasting by the name of Jordan Wazi. He's a filmmaker, um, music video director, bearded brother for sure. Um, and during our podcast, he made a comment about how he had linked up with somebody that he had really admired and he had met them somewhere. Now, this person didn't follow necessarily Jordan or show him love on social media, but he said, yo, man, I've been following your work. I've been seeing you hustle. And it led to a bigger opportunity for him. And the lesson takeaway that Jordan had from that was that you never know who's watching or listening. Even if people aren't showing love or, sh or like supporting what you do or reaching out, you have to trust yourself that's the that doing so, the right person will see it. And when the time is right, something is good. Something good will come of it. I'm literally an example. I'm, I kid you not. Like I literally wouldn't have gotten my job with Liquid IV had I not posted a story telling the world. In October of 2019, I literally got back from driving Uber. I'm sorry if you've heard this story a million times, but for those who haven't heard it, I got back from driving Uber. I posted a story. I said, hold me to it, IG community. Before 2020, before, give me two and a half months, I will not be driving for Uber. I will find a way to make a living doing something that I'm like truly passionate about. I kid you not, I posted that to my story and the next day I had a DM from my man, Brandon Cohen, the legend himself, and he said, yo man, can you hop on a call tomorrow? I gotta talk to you about something. And seeing that DM, I, I knew, I knew, I went back and I was like, did he see my story last night? And he sure did. I said, there's no chance he's hitting me up out of the blue to just shoot the shit. It had to have been what I posted last night. And sure enough, we get into the conversation the next day. Hey, saw your post last night. I have this opportunity. The rest is history, ladies and gentlemen. That's the example. The value of throwing yourself out there and just telling the world what you want and telling people and standing by it, it will pay you tenfold. Be confident. Just do it. I'm telling you, like, I, 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 I get so emotional thinking about it because had I not posted that story that night, I probably still would have been driving Uber. I definitely still would have been driving Uber. I, I would have found another outlet, another way to get out of that chapter. But man, had I not just shared that with the world, whoo, your boy would have been in some deep, deep trouble. So that's a great question from Joey. Ton of value from putting yourself out there. I can't tell you what the value will come from it, and I can't make you any promises. But I can, I can lead by example and share my story and how that's benefited me. And if it's helped me, I guarantee it's going to help you. Closing thoughts before we get out of here. Please, 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 as I started this episode, go leave a review on iTunes. Let's crank this baby up to at least 50. Come on. 
We got to look legit. We're trying to grow this thing organically from the ground up. Leave a one-sentence review on the iTunes podcast app with your honest feedback. Could be even one word. Also, if you'd like, you can share this out on your Instagram story, tagging me at Bobay, B-O, three Bs, four A's, and a Y. Tell your friends, yo, friends, you got to check out this bearded man. He's the shit. Or like, yo, guys, check out this podcast. He just completed 100 days of sweat. Yo, guys, check out this man. Let's just get his content bumping. And it doesn't matter. Just share it out. I greatly appreciate it. If you have a topic, question you want me to hit up on next, shoot me a DM. You know how to reach out to me. That's it. Happy Thursday. Hope you have a great day, great morning, great afternoon, great run, great car drive, great flight. I mean, that's the best thing about podcasting. You could be anywhere anywhere in the world right now doing anything. You could be doing laundry. You could be doing your dishes right now. I don't know what you're doing, but just crush it, whatever you're doing right now. Thank you so much for tuning into It's the Bearded Man podcast. It's your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man. Bob Bay. We'll catch you guys and gals soon enough. Have a great rest of your day. See ya.